You know I love superheroes. You know I love dark stories. But man, I just can't with the boys. I just can't. Let's talk about that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. Hi. Yeah. I don't like doing bad reviews. I don't like talking down about other people's creative work, but sometimes... Sometimes... Don't worry, I will give a spoiler alert, but it's not much of a spoiler alert because it's in the trailers and then... Yeah... Anywho, before we get into the topic of today's show, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the better the chance we get to talk to one another. The more we get to talk, the better everything is, because that's why I do this. I like the community. I like the conversation. So yeah... We're going to talk about The Boys. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, The Boys is a show that exists on Amazon Prime. It was It's loosely based on a comic book by the guy who did Preacher and Herogasm. Because, yeah, everybody's trying to snap up them comic book titles, you know what I'm saying? And... I was kind of excited about it, to be honest. I like the idea of a dark take on superheroes. I think that you can do a lot of interesting things with that. It's kind of hard when Alan Moore and company did The Watchmen and kind of stole everybody's thunder by doing it really, really well. But yeah, I'm open. And especially with the new Watchmen series coming out, I was like, it'd be really interesting to see if... Amazon has a more Watchmen show than the Watchmen show on HBO. I I don't think HBO has to worry. I really don't. Because even people that like it, and even some of the better reviews that I've seen of it, talk about the problems the show has. And I'm not going to talk about all of them, because I literally only watched one episode. And then I started watching other people's reviews and listening to their reviews and seeing what they had to say about it and realized that my knee-jerk reaction was probably a good one and I probably wouldn't enjoy the rest of it. So more than likely, there isn't really a chance that I'm going to watch any more of The Boys. Why, you might ask? Is it because it's crass? Is it because it takes an irreverent view of superheroes? No. The answer is quite simple. The boys was boring. I, Boring. Now, I'm not saying everything has to be rip-roaring action-adventure for me to get into it, because I, I, I love The Assassins. And if you haven't seen that movie, the brilliant movie came out a couple years ago, 
you should definitely watch it if you can take it. My husband's never made it through the whole film awake. It's very slow. It's very subtle. A lot of the action actually takes place in the background out of focus. Sometimes even out of frame. Sometimes you just get to hear it happening in the other room. But there's a certain beauty to the subtlety of that movie. To the characters and the world building and the fact that it relies on you understanding the tropes of the genre so that you can understand what it's doing as it subverts them one by one by one. And yes, that is exactly what the boys is supposed to do. First of all, I have to say that the characters were just knockoffs. I don't know if this is true of the original comic because I didn't read it. It didn't look interesting to me and it still doesn't look interesting to me. So I can't say if this is a defect that it inherited from its original property or not, but the characters that we meet are very clearly knockoffs of the characters that we meet in The Watchmen, one by one down the road, except for the fact that maybe their Dr. Manhattan wears clothes. I'm not quite sure if Homeland is Dr. Manhattan or not, but maybe... Their comedian is definitely the comedian. Their Silk Spectre is definitely Silk Spectre. And, oh, they've got a Rorschach played by Carl Urban, who doesn't wear anything on for his face, at least not in the first episode. But he does have that hat and coat to make you remember Rorschach by. And that was the first thing that really kind of set me off is it's one thing to do a pastiche of characters. And you can do that, and you can do that quite well. This is not that. None of these characters were particularly interesting. None of them really stood out at all. The main character, I guess, the person, the two people were supposed to be watching everything through their eyes. They're dull. They're boring. They don't have anything to particularly hook us into it, because... It's a streaming show that assumes you're going to binge and get to the next episode, and so it doesn't have to hook you early. It doesn't have to hook you at all. You're just going to watch it, and by the time you've watched it, the sunk cost fallacy is going to kick in, and you're going to think that you liked it. But you know what? There's a lot of things that I want to be writing and reading and watching and listening to. So, if I don't like the first episode of something, I don't continue. And that, more than anything, seemed to be the attitude that the show had. Oh, I could explain this to you, but you're going to keep watching, so I'm going to leave it for later. And so we meet characters, and we get no development on them. We get no reason to actually care about them. We get no reason to care about the world, or the stakes, or... Are there even stakes? We don't know. And of course, it's dark and it's gritty because everybody loves dark and gritty. I mean, look at how well they did over at DC with dark and gritty. That's just all that we want, isn't it? And so everybody's tragically flawed and not quite perfect and comes from a bad background. And yet, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But... I should be able to care about someone, shouldn't I? 
I mean, the crew of the Battlestar Galactica, they were all flawed. Tragically so in some cases, but you at least had something to hold on to. Something to get you through, something to make you interested in the series so that you watched it all the way to the end. Not here. Oh, maybe those things come about in later episodes, but no... I'm not going to wait and find out if they become interesting. Because they weren't interesting. And since they weren't interesting, I'm not going to be investing any more time. That, to me, is the ultimate sin of this show. And we'll talk about some of its other ones in a moment. But it's penultimate sin. The one that stands and stares right into the sun, even though it's told not to, is that it's just boring. The setups are obvious. You can see them coming from a mile away. And usually I'm forgiving about that because I'm a writer and you kind of notice the beats and you kind of get a sense of where a story's going every now and then because, you know, a lot of storytelling is formula, whether you write by a formula or it just springs out of you. Stories have structures just natively inside our brains. So I generally try to be forgiving about that. Because when I say that this show is predictable, I mean, the setups are just put out there. I mean, they might as well just flash a little icon in the bottom corner of the screen saying, this is about to happen. Don't be surprised when it does, because none of it's surprising. It's all telegraphed well in advance, and not very subtly so. The writing was weak. The characters were thin and uninteresting. I have to say, the actors really worked hard to try to make the poor material that they were given shine in some way, but... Well, there's only so much polish you can put on something like this before you're just losing effort to the work. Because the it wanted to be shocking. You can tell that it thinks it's subversive, that it thinks it's shocking, that it thinks it's going to come at you with some great revelation about superheroes and superhero fandom that makes you go, well, I never. But it doesn't. Because it doesn't think hard enough. It doesn't have the mind for it. And I feel very safe in saying that because even Movie Bob, who if you haven't watched his review, I believe it's over on The Escapist, when he talks about it, he talks about the shallowness of it as well, even though he actually liked it. But I just couldn't watch anymore. So now we're going to have a little bit of spoiler time. And it's only spoilers for the first episode, because again, that's all I watched. So if you haven't seen The Boys, and I recommend that maybe you skip this one. There are much better shows. For goodness sakes, even the Wu Assassins had a hook to it, even though it was a severely flawed show. I would watch it or Another Life again long before I watched this, even though they're both terribly flawed in some respects. 
But if you haven't seen it and you don't want to have anything that happens in the first episode spoiled, then I guess now is the time for you to check out for a little bit because we're going to be talking about spoilers. Because this is the main problem with the show is that the problems that it's addressing have nothing to do with now. The show feels dated. And I know dated. I like watching old shows. In fact, they recently put all of Designing Women up on Hulu and I've been binging it in the background while I work lately because I grew up on Designing Women and a friend of the family created the show. And actually people that we know are mentioned in the show because the stories about Poplar Bluff are real. Most of them. So I've been watching that and yeah, it gets a little cringy every now and then because, well, it was the 80s and that's not necessarily the best way to talk about gender or sexuality or race, but it was what it was and it's an artifact of its time. You can see it trying to be progressive and stand up, but it, they just didn't have the language then that we have now. And, a lot of the rules of the discourse hadn't been established yet, and I'm able to grip my teeth and go through. Because I can see that they're trying to do something. That they're trying to invent the New South, which is all about what that show was. That the South isn't all conservative and upsetting and racist and sexist and homophobic. But this show feels like it's 20 years old. It feels out of date. It feels out of time. It feels like a show that should have come out after the Fantastic Four movies with Chris Evans as the Human Torch. Oh, Chris Evans is Johnny Flame. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. It feels something more from that era. It's talking much more to Superman Returns and Batman Forever and Batman and Robin and the rise of the Silver Surfer than it is to anything that Marvel's done lately or anything that DC has done lately. It really feels like an artifact. Like it's a show that somebody found on a shelf somewhere and went, did you know 20 years ago they made this? Here, look, it's talking about all of these things about giving corporations way too much power, which in and of itself could have been a very interesting concept. But of course, what are we going to do with this? Oh, we're going to have a Me Too moment because that's topical, right? So we're going to have one of the characters basically rape the new superhero girl who could literally burn his penis off with her eyes. But of course, she's going to let it happen because, you know, the comedian raped Silk Spectre in the original Watchmen story. And so our comedian character has to rape one of the characters in this story. Even though, well, Silk Spectre didn't have magic superpowers. So being able to save herself in that way wasn't possible for her. But literally, she could have just burnt him up. And why didn't she? Oh, of course, it's for money, for fame. She decides to just take one for the team. And of course, the other female superhero on the team just... Kind of tells her to suck it up because that's what it takes to be a female in this world because there's no female solidarity. Now, 
if you want to be a superhero, you're going to get raped. Because that's what it takes to be a superhero girl. Yeah. But she's a superhero with actual superhero powers. And... Yeah. Okay. So this, the events don't quite make sense within the narrative itself. Because, yeah, if she was... I don't know, someone who just knew how to fight well or something who wouldn't be able to stand up to him? Maybe? But, uh, okay. And yes, we can say that she was starstruck and she didn't know what to do and blah 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 and whatever. You can try to excuse it away, but she has superpowers and it's the... It's 2019. It's 2019, she has superpowers. And she doesn't stand up for herself. She just lets herself be raped. Because of course she does. Because she's a woman. And that's what happens, right? We're just going to let this happen because we're going to later make a... We're going to use this to make an argument about just how bad the superheroes really are. Because absolute power corrupts absolutely. And then we have our shop attendant guy who we have absolutely no reason to care about because he's a rather mundane character who has a very mundane life who is kind of awful in and of himself who actually thinks about wouldn't it be great to have superpowers so he could do really bad things so yeah he's a good guy he and his horrible girlfriend who he has a horrible relationship with because we don't get to see any of it, so I'm just going to assume it was all bad because she basically shows up and says, Hey, have sex with me! And he says, Okay! And then they go off, and then she stands in the, in the street, in the city, for an extended period of time. And in her mind, there's no warning bells. Like, when you're in a city, you shouldn't stand in the street. Who stands in the street in a city? I've lived in cities. Streets are the things you scurry across as fast as you can so you don't get run over. But no, she just stands there. She just stands there. And then, of course, another superhero whose powers are obviously based on the Flash runs right into her and she bloops into just a whole bunch of goo. Except for her hands are still in her boyfriend's hands, because isn't that tragic? Because we're not going to pay homage to anything that has anything to do with reality or physics in this show, because we're from an earlier era. You know, if she had really gotten hit that hard and everything had happened, her hands would have been ripped out of his hands. But I'm not even going to fixate on that, even though I really could, because it bothered me so much, because it was obviously only there to be the thing that hooked you. Oh, how tragic it is. He's still holding his dead girlfriend's hands with her blood splattered all over him. And the superhero didn't even care. And now with the perviness of it all. Because they're all perverts, and they're horrible, and... Yeah, oh look, there's that one superhero who apparently is very homophobic having a gay orgy in a nightclub because 
Of course he is, and we're not going to make any commentary about that because we're just going to accept it because everything's so horrible in this world and everything's so bad that it's just okay, except for we're going to get revenge somehow because we are, because we are the good people who get revenge because the bad people are indistinguishable from the good people because the good people have fantasies of being superpowered with okay i've lost the thread here i've lost it all what are you trying to tell me show what are you trying to do i don't even think you know anymore and that's why i just can't even i wanted to like this show i wanted to watch more of the show i wanted it to be something that would be interesting and maybe have a heart maybe have a mind maybe have a message but no, it's a show that goes after the tropes of the early 2000s and the late 90s. Has nothing to say about what's going on with the genre now, or even in society now. And just loses the thread with boring, uninteresting characters. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on really does help out a lot tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people that really does help if you have a dollar you can pass my way down in the show notes you'll find a link to both my patreon and the community support tab difference between the two is people on patreon occasionally get stuff if you don't have any money right now or you just don't feel like giving that's all right but if you know somebody you think would like this podcast do share it with them that helps out a lot too if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can, in the show notes, find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. Or you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. Or head over to projectshadow.com and find links to everywhere that I am. I really do hope that not every show that I'm excited about gets this way, and I'm hoping some of these shows are actually good and interesting. But I'm used to it by now. So until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye. Bye.